Welcome to Opportunité Africa, Unpacking the Continent. Right, morning listeners. Uh, today we are going to be talking about an extremely topical subject in terms of turning solar panel waste challenges into opportunities. And so just a, a quick stat to maybe set uh, set the tone for today's podcast. In June 2021, uh, saw an unprecedented 1.8 gigawatts of large-scale solar projects commissioned, awarded, or confirmed, according to the Africa Solar Industry Association. So the countries to surpass South Africa's one gigawatt solar capacity include Zimbabwe, Zambia, DRC, Angola, Namibia, Ethiopia, Botswana, and Nigeria. Uh, so FCA has identified more than 7,600 solar projects, of which more than a 1,000 are operational. And I'm sure those stats are, are, are set to have increased since 2021. So the scale and the adoption of solar to meet electricity demand and leapfrog straight to low-carbon sustainable solutions will, of course, lo- lead to large solar panel waste challenges. And so I'm very happy today to, to be chatting to Saki Kobayashi this morning, who is a Connect Africa member and who is going to, who is basically looking at solutions to address this issue. So welcome, Saki. Um, yeah, thanks for having me, Brandon. Pleasure. So as a bit of background, uh, as I mentioned, Saki is a Connect Africa member, but more importantly, is the co-founder of Innerscale. It's a Singaporean-based data-driven B2B circular economy platform for the solar industry. Um, as and as a serial entrepreneur, she's been actively involved in the startup ecosystem, serving in various roles, including as a mentor and a speaker for startup programs. She has also served as a judge for business model competitions organized by the NTU SBF Center for African Studies based in Singapore. And she's a member of Singapore Business Federation's Young Business Leaders Network. So, Saki, let's jump into it because this is, as I said, I think a very interesting and topical topic. But can you give us a little bit, of, bit more about your background and more specifically uh, why you started Innerscale? Yeah, sure. Um, so I moved to Singapore in 2012 um, to start a B2B mobile and data analytics trouble startup. Uh, we initially started off in Tokyo a year earlier, uh, but we moved to Singapore because we received funding uh, from the Singapore government's National Research Foundation. Um, in 2015, uh, we received um, strategic strategic investment uh, from a Japanese public company. Uh, and after that, we grew our B2B business and sold our business to that uh, Japanese public company. Um, so Enerscale is our new startup business that we've been working on. Um, it's a data-driven B2B circular economy platform uh, for the solar energy industry. So, so why did we start Enerscale? Um, we started it because we realized that, um, solar panel waste issue, uh, is becoming a serious environmental concern worldwide. Um, so when we initially started exploring the idea for our next startup, we knew that we wanted to build a solution to tackle, um, the world's environmental, um, climate change and energy poverty challenges. Um, so, well, we, we first started working on an AI-powered O&M solution uh, for off-grid solar energy systems. Um, as we conducted our research, um, we met with various people, uh, but we realized that 
everyone was focusing on solar installation and maintenance, but no one was really talking about um, end-of-life treatment of solar panels. Um, I remember visiting a local school in Cambodia, um, and the school had um, maybe 90 solar panels installed. Um, but when I asked uh, what would happen to all these panels uh, when they were no longer functional, um, they didn't know what to do with them. So um, solar is supposed to be good for the environment, but if we don't do anything, we, we, we could harm the environment by generating tons of tons of waste. And solar is supposed to be sustainable, but we could end up leaving behind environmental debts to uh, future generations. So we thought this was a serious problem that needed to be solved. So that's why we shifted our focus to the end of life phase. And through Enerscale, uh, we envision creating a global cir uh, circular economy uh, for the solar industry. Yeah, that's uh, almost quite ironic. Uh, and that uh, the, the, the offshoot of solar is that it does have a potential uh, environmental, uh, a harmful environmental aspect. So, I mean, Saki, you obviously touched on it and uh, solar is massive. And uh, as you can see from a South, from an Africa perspective, it's certainly set to grow. Um, so just in terms of the size of the issue, um, maybe you can give us uh, some context and some background and exactly what this poses for us. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, as we all know, um, solar energy is growing rapidly, uh, worldwide. And uh, according to IEA PVPS, last year, um, the world installed at least 240 gigawatt of new solar capacity, um, reaching approximately 1.2 terawatt of cumulative capacity. Um, this trend is likely to continue. But one thing to note is that solar panels, like any other electronic product, have a finite uh, lifespan. Um, the International Renewable Energy Agency, ARENA, uh, predicts that cumulative solar PV waste will reach 78 millimetric tons um, globally by 2050, um, up from 250,000 in 2016. So, so the question is, are solar panels circular? Uh, and well, Brandon, uh, as you might have guessed, um, I believe the answer is not yet. Um, it's been reported that an, an overwhelming number of solar panels, even those with a remaining lifetime, end up in landfills worldwide. Um, recycling is better than landfilling, but in some cases, reusable solar panels are instead being recycled. Um, for instance, in Australia, test results of about 1,400 used solar panels at a collection site revealed that more than 31% could be um, considered for reuse rather than recycling. Um, in other cases, um, solar panels are left unused, um, being stockpiled, or worse, illegally dumped. Um, well, I should say in, in Europe, the situation is a bit different. Um, solar panel recycling is mandatory, so the recycling rate is high, um, but there could be potential to reuse more panels. Um, so from a circular economy perspective, solar panels should be well-maintained and should be repaired where possible. Um, if we need to remove solar panels prematurely, we should first consider reusing those panels. Um, if they're not reusable, we should recycle them. 
but we should definitely avoid landfilling and illegal dumping. No, definitely. Um, so, Saki, um, just maybe you can, again, uh, uh, give us a little bit more context in terms of the challenges uh, around reuse or recycling of solar panels. Yeah, sure. Um, so, challenges. So, um, one of the biggest challenges uh, is that a reuse and recycling of solar panels are time-consuming, um, labor-intensive, and expensive um, since they require complicated processes. Um, for example, uh, used solar panels need to be discovered um, collected, transported, and sorted um, to determine whether they can be reused or, um, or need to be recycled. Um, reusing solar panels requires uh, several steps, uh, such as visual inspection, cleaning, repairing if necessary, um, testing, documentation, and recertification. Um, reuse panels also need to be carefully packaged um, to avoid any damage during transportation, uh, which adds to logistics costs. Um, recycling has been challenging and expensive um, because solar panels are designed to be durable uh, to withstand extreme weather conditions and long-lasting uh, with, with a typical lifetime of 25 to 30 years. Um, so this durability makes it difficult to deassemble solar panels cost-effectively and recover valuable materials like silver, copper, and high-purity silicon. Um, so, uh, for example, in the United States, uh, recycling costs range from um, 15 to 45 dollars per panel, uh, while landfilling only costs around one to five dollars per panel. Yeah, but I guess, uh, as you mentioned, in terms of the environmental damage by putting all the, uh, the silver, copper and, and, uh, silicone into the ground is, is a big issue. So I guess it, it sort of leads us on to, uh, the most important point, I think, of, of this podcast and really what Enerscale is all about. But why is it uh, important uh, to create a circular economy for solar panels in your view? Yeah, so great question. Um, and in my view, um, it's important to create a circular economy for solar panels because um, first, as I mentioned at a bit earlier, solar panels have a long lifespan and can last for 25 to 30 years or more if properly uh, maintained. So this means there is an enormous market opportunity for used solar panels, um, just like secondhand cars. Um, solar operators and owners can make money um, by selling their used panels, and these revenues can help them offset the costs of recycling. Um, and buyers can benefit from purchasing operational solar panels at a reduced cost. Just to give you an example, uh, one solar company that I spoke to was about to dispose of 400 um, functioning solar panels because their client wanted to repower their system. And when I asked uh, if they would be interested in the reuse option, um, they said yes, 
but it didn't come up as an option because they had no experience with solar panel reuse. Um, I believe there are many examples like this that could turn into reuse opportunities. Um, in addition, um, the IEA PVPS estimates that um, satisfying the 30-year lifetime by reusing a solar panel has um, less environmental impact than replacing a panel with a new one after 10 or 15 years, um, even when considering the environmental impact of transportation to move a used panel to a new location. Um, and third, um, solar panels contain valuable materials like um, aluminum, silver, copper, and polysilicon. Um, and an analysis by Rystide Energy estimates that recyclable materials from end-of-life solar panels will be worth more than $2.7 billion in 2030, up from $170 million in 2022, um, and the value will approach $80 billion in 2050. Um, and on the other hand, um, solar panels also contain hazardous materials like lead um, that are unsafe for the environment and human health. Um, these toxic chemicals could um, cause environmental harm if solar panels are not treated properly. Also, um, landfills are filling up rapidly uh, worldwide. Uh, for example, uh, in Japan, which is one of the biggest uh, PV waste generators, uh, the Ministry of the Environment estimates that um, the country's landfills will be full in 22.4 years if waste continues to be produced at the present rate. Um, and lastly, uh, we can create more green jobs, um, both in the public and private sectors. Um, so creating a circular economy is not only good for the environment, but um, can also turn solar PV waste challenges um, into opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the Rystad energy estimates are, are quite staggering in terms of, uh, you know, uh, what those materials could be worth for end of life solar panels. So uh, that certainly would be an incentive for anyone to have a look at the problem. Exactly. So, um, Saki, I mean, you touched on it. I mean, you know, I guess technology is, is advancing and uh, solar panels are certainly becoming um, produced a lot better with a longer lifespan. But, you know, I, the research I've done, 25 to 30 years is a typical lifespan for a solar panel. But why are some of these panels being removed earlier before they reach in the end of life? So um, uh, solar panels can be removed prematurely for um, various reasons. Uh, for example, um, owners or operators might decommission their solar energy facilities at the end uh, of the land lease um, or the feeding tariff program. Um, in other cases, they might decide to repower their solar PV systems by uh, replacing their panels with newer or more efficient models. Um, sometimes solar projects or site expansion plans um, can get cancelled too, um, and in, in these cases, hundreds or thousands of unused solar panels become available. Um, other reasons include natural disasters and extreme weather events um, and damage during manufacturing, transportation, and installation.
So I could just um, then on that, uh, and again, I've alluded to it briefly, but Enniscale is obviously setting up, uh, has set up itself to try and solve the issue of, of um, solar PV waste. So um, maybe you can just elaborate a little bit more on what your plans are for Enniscale and how you're going to be addressing this. Yeah, so um, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, um, Enerscale uh, is a data-driven uh, B2B circular economy platform uh, for the solar industry um, to efficiently reuse and recycle solar PV panels. Um, we're currently conducting R&D, um, and our main users are expected to be solar operators, um, reuse companies, and recyclers. Um, our technology will help companies pre-assess a solar panel's end-of-life options. Um, for example, whether a solar panel has a, a potential for reuse or needs to be recycled. Uh, we'll achieve this by analyzing operational solar panels before uh, they reach their end-of-life phase um, using basic sensor data and metadata. Uh, we're particularly focusing on the lifetime analysis of solar panels, including degradation rate, grading, and lifetime prediction. Um, for example, uh, solar operators can plan uh, for end-of-life management of their solar panels and um, check whether there are demands for their panels when they get decommissioned. Um, solar reuse companies and recyclers can use Enerscale to discover uh, soon-to-be decommissioned solar panels efficiently and use our data analysis tool before they perform detailed inspections of used solar panels. Um, so as a data company, uh, we aim to uh, significantly streamline um, the process of solar uh, reuse and recycling. Um, we'll also be offering APIs and white label solutions to uh, companies and local governments that are keen to create their own circular economy platform. Yeah, well, I think you certainly are well on track to addressing uh, what is going to be a massive problem going forward. So let's turn our attention to Africa. You know, you, you mentioned 240 gigawatts of solar projects uh, globally, um, and, and, you know, South Africa being the biggest, uh, I think, solar producer on the continent with, I think, only over one gigawatts of projects, but I'm sure that number has changed from the number I quoted. But what are some of the unique uh, opportunities or challenges that Africa represents? Yeah, so um, I see two unique opportunities for Africa. Um, so firstly, Africa's solar energy market has significant potential for growth, um, but it's still in its early stages. Um, the IEA estimates that um, Africa is home to 60% of the best solar resources in the world, but despite the favorable weather conditions, only 1% of the world's installed solar PV capacity is in Africa. Um, still, um, solar is Africa's fastest growing renewable energy source, and we'll likely see more solar installations in the coming decades. Because Africa's solar energy market is still in its early stages, um, most solar panels in Africa may not reach their end-of-life stage immediately. 
Um, this means we can install and operate solar um, energy systems with an end in mind. Um, so both public and private sectors can act early, meaning now, and create, um, for example, waste regulations, um, a robust reuse market, and recycling technologies for solar panels. So I see this as a unique opportunity for Africa. Um, secondly, um, the off-grid solar sector is growing rapidly in Africa. Um, off-grid solar energy systems, um, like solar home systems, tend to be smaller in scale, um, cheaper to manufacture, and some have shorter lifespans. Um, so when creating a circular economy for solar, Africa needs to uh, factor in these small-scale um, off-grid solar home systems systems that may have shorter lifespans and are distributed widely across the continent. Um, there could be logistical and other challenges, um, but if done right, this could turn into an opportunity um, to create local employment and reduce waste at the same time. Yeah, which I think is some fantastic opportunities. Um, so um, obviously, uh, Saki, the you know our listenership is uh, you know obviously very interested in Africa as as a continent of opportunities. Um, so, how can um, African companies work with you? I mean, I understand obviously there's a proof of concept stage that needs to go through, but uh, is is this something that uh, you're looking uh, for assistance with in terms of the African continent? Yeah, exactly. Um, so um, we are currently looking for uh, POC partners uh, in Africa. Um, in, in particular, we are looking for um, solar operators uh, and owners of solar energy systems um, that are interested in planning for the end-of-life um, management of their solar panels. Um, we would also be keen to talk um, to companies interested in the reuse and recycling of solar panels, um, as well as local governments um, that are keen to create a solar circular economy in their community. Um, so if any companies or organizations in the solar or circular economy sectors um, are interested in working with us, um, We'd love to get in touch with them. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, so, okay, I have no doubt that you'll be inundated with interest <laughs> and we'll share, uh, share your respective details um, with the podcast as it's, as it's released on our social media platforms. So, Saki, thank you very much. It, it was extremely interesting. Um, I've learned a lot about the potential and the opportunity um, and I wish you all the best going forward. Thank you so much, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs>